Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. And we're back <laughs> for another 25 minutes of today's issues. The boss is back, too. Yeah. In the chair. Tim Wildman here with Fred Jackson, Ray Pritchard, Ray's in studio with us today. Uh, from down from Kansas City, Kansas, uh, to Tupelo MS. Let me just, before you tell me, let me just guess your trek. You didn't okay. fly, right? No. Okay, you drove. If I remember right, that's going to be right around eight, nine hours? About nine hours this time, yeah. Uh, Springfield? Springfield, and then Jonesboro, then Memphis, then here. Okay. All right. Uh, corn and cotton country. That's it. Right right through the – is that the oh, – was, was, were we going through the Ozarks to get here? Ozarks, yes. Uh, yeah. Kind of. You just kind touch, of you touch on them. The Ozarks uh, – I'm no expert on this, but the Ozarks, I guess, would start, what, west of Harrison maybe? Mm-hmm. Or not Harrison, but uh, – Oh, our Kansans are listening to me going, come on, you come idiot. On. I used to live in Springfield. So you go through them for sure from Springfield up to St. Louis. Yeah. But when I think of the Ozarks, I think of North, I think of uh, Northwest Arkansas and Southwest Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Yes. And, and actually parts of Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, people don't think of that much, right. but yeah. parts of Oklahoma. That that ride from Springfield over to Jonesboro, you, you get the feel. Yeah. Right through the mountains. Yes. Yeah. 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 That two lane from uh, uh, south of Branson down to I forty will make you want to quit driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that that affects your attitude. But, you know, it really does. Yeah. Um, all right. So Steve Jordan in studio with us. Hey. Good morning. I just got to say, Ray, if you were really a man, you'd ride your bike. I, I, ride your bike you'd have ridden your bike if i was a man <laughs> ray's not an olympic athlete good night ride your that's, bike. that's beyond me steve no there's too no, many too many hills there's no chair there's no charity worth riding that for <laughs> right sponsor me a dollar a mile from kansas city kansas to tupelo mississippi uh hey we want to welcome to our program hannah balvey hannah is uh Develop manager for Operation Christmas Child, and we're talking about the greatest journey. You've been hearing about that here on American Family Radio. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, hey, you've upgraded us here, <laughs> Gen- gentlemen. That's uh, very nice of you. Uh, <laughs> I do what I can, you know, raise the uh, raise the the temperature in the room a little bit. Where, where where are you today, by the way? I am calling in from Boone, North Carolina, at the headquarters of Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child. So Operation Christmas Child is under the auspices. It's a project of Samaritan's Purse, right? That is correct, yes. Okay. And uh, by the way, how many years have you guys been collecting the shoeboxes? Um, they really started collecting shoeboxes back in the late 90s. And so it has been uh, started off as a small program and then just kind of continued to to grow um, from really the early 90s is when they first began and then um, and then continued on in fact the very first year was in 93 um, in Botswana and then Rwanda right after the genocide in Rwanda mm-hmm. um, that's when they first started packing shoe boxes and then now we are all over the world in um, uh, over a hundred countries and um, many more languages even than that 
How many how many shoe boxes do you distribute annually now? Well, at this point, um, every year we we are over ten million shoe boxes a year. So we are praying and trusting the Lord that this year um, is shaping up to be no different. So um, it's definitely a large project, and it's a privilege to be a part of it. Talk about the greatest journey, if you would. Absolutely. So. You know, most of your listeners might be familiar with Operation Christmas Child, packing a shoebox gift, you know, toys, hygiene items, school supplies, all of that. But many people still do not know that really the shoebox is just the tip of the iceberg. We um, use the shoebox as a tool to work with local um, pastors, local believers in every country in which we work. Um, And the shoebox provides a, a good reason to um, to have a conversation, to begin um, engaging with people in their community with the gospel. But after the children receive their shoebox gifts and, and hear you know a very clear, concise gospel uh, message, the children are invited back to a 12-week discipleship program that is taught by a local um, believer who has gone through our training program, who is ready to walk alongside these children for for 12 lessons, which is usually done over 12 weeks, um, to really help these kids, first off, know the gospel, really understand what it means. Who is God? Why did he come? What what is the problem that we all share? Um, you know, our common problem of sin and how that impacts the world. And then um, after six weeks of helping them to really dive in and understand the gospel, then we spend three weeks helping them to grow in their faith. And then the last three weeks, helping them learn to share their faith with others. And... Will you want to point our listeners to a website so they can learn more? Absolutely. So um, if you are interested in learning more about Operation Christmas Child, you can certainly visit our website. But today we are on air with you guys, um, encouraging people to support the work that we're doing. We have pastors and teachers, ministry partners all over the world who would love to be able to have the tools and resources to disciple the kids in their communities. And it costs just $6 um, for a child to be able to provide them with the resources, the workbooks, um, and a Bible in their own language so that they can learn to study God's Word. So you, uh, your listeners can call uh, 1-877-616-2396 or donate online at AFR.net. Give me that phone number again, and and uh, so you're talking about six bucks, okay? Yeah, six dollars a child. So let's say I want to give you twenty-four bucks, twenty-five yeah. bucks, whatever. Yeah, a dollar, so a dollar, so we can tip Hannah. Uh, <laughs> per- but, uh, perfect, sounds s- good. Six times four, uh, so four children. Uh, Correct. And that's a one-time gift. Is that right? Yes. Okay, yep. and, and I can Absolutely. sponsor four kids if I give twenty-four dollars. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. Okay, so, how, do I, how do I do that again? Okay, you can call in um, 1-877-616-2396 or online at AFR.net. Go to AFR.net. That's our website, ladies and gentlemen, but we'll process it for you. AFR.net, AFR.net, and sponsor a few children. $6 a child to get. What, what do they get with that now? So that $6 covers the training for their uh, for their teacher. 
It covers their their teacher's book. Um, and then it, every child gets a beautiful, full-color workbook that is, you know, about uh, 60 pages um, in total, as well as a graduation certificate and a Bible in their own language, in their heart language that that uh, child will then be able to read. And um, I don't see how you can do all that for six bucks, but it's, you know, the Lord provides a way, right? And um, it is, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing what, um, what we can do with so little, you know, sometimes yeah. it's the widow's might, right? Like well, you can't even get a hamburger and fries in the U.S. for $6 true. anymore. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, God bless you, Hannah, and pass our uh, thanks on to your team there. Uh, Franklin Graham, I know, is the the face everybody identifies with Samaritan's Purse. He, he's the one that started it, but uh, I know he's got a whole support team, including you, there in Boone, North Carolina, and around the world. And we just thank you for what you guys are doing. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That's Hannah. Uh, Steve did not challenge Hannah to ride a bike. No. From uh, Boone <laughs> to Tupelo. But I will say, if you're wondering where Operation Christmas Child gets 100 million shoe boxes, my wife has the shoes. A <laughs> hundred? <laughs> how many did she say? Ten, ten million. I'm sorry. Ten million. Ten million the shoe boxes annually. Yeah. The 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 process to uh, distribute those is. I can't imagine. It all goes into yeah. Atlanta, and there's a processing center. Have oh, you been there. there? No, no, but through the churches. Uh, it's done through local churches. They send all the boxes there. And uh, in fact, coming up in the next week or so, there'll be volunteers from all over the United States that go there and they check the boxes to make sure what's in it is, is not going to hurt the kids, you know. Uh, not that anybody right. would put Don't a knife. Having in. pranksters or people trying exactly. to do something to discredit all, Samaritan's Purse. Yes, they're all checked, and then they're put on big airplanes and they're flown all over the world. You know, I mean, when I was working for Focus on the Family, actually, they offered me. We weren't able to take advantage of it. Uh, the opportunity to go with the boxes to where they were distributing it, if we wanted to do a story like that, they put those boxes. At least uh, some of them, many of them, go on one of those Antonov. Yeah, it's big, the big Russian transport plane. The big Russian transport, the biggest thing. They're massive planes, and they float. I mean, that many shoeboxes, mm-hmm. they they fly one of those things out to where those are going. Mm. Tremendous ministry. Walker Wildman uh, went on, well, my son went on a uh, one of those trips. Yeah. Somewhere in the Caribbean, a very poor country, and they distributed those shoeboxes, and he took pictures of all those children with their smiles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's getting the, the shoe boxes. All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Steve, what do you got for us? If you were to go, um, uh, you wanted some scientific information. Um, the American Heart Association actually were finding out that um, they're starting to do research on some of these mRNA vaccines, and they have come out with a study that what's says the, what's the mRNA stands for. mRNA stands for uh, well, RNA is the uh, is like the DNA. It's the right. I don't remember, can't remember the words that R is recumbent. But it, anyway, it's part of DNA, and it's the part of the DNA that this vaccine kind of works on so that you can... You're talking about the COVID? The COVID vaccine, okay. right. I right, got you. And uh, that they have found that there is a risk of developing heart conditions. Uh, by It raises the risk by 11% uh, to 25%. From 11 to 25% when you take the vaccine, you have that much more of a chance of developing... Um, heart conditions if you take the vaccine. And by the way... According to who? According to the American Heart Association. 
So they've done the research, and they're saying that if you take this vaccine, you have a um, bigger chance of getting uh, a uh, condition. However, I want to tell you that if you decide to look that up on Twitter, Twitter has put a warning label on that saying it could be dangerous information. They have censored the American Heart Association. So Twitter doesn't trust the American Heart Association. No, Warning, this link may be unsafe, they say, to the American Heart Association. See, that's what we're talking about. That's just so ridiculous. Why would Twitter even do that? Talking about the American Heart Association? They're the ones who said this? Yeah. It's a a reflexive action. Well, now, I do know in uh, Europe... Parts of Europe, not every European country. <clears throat> the one of the vaccines, uh, and I don't want to say which. I'm trying to think which one, but anyway, they they banned it for males thirty and under, and some have banned it for people thirty and under because it had been shown to cause heart inflammation. Mm-hmm. That's that's Moderna, right? Is that the Moderna? I, I, think, I think it I is. Think, I think that's right. But it it, it it had been caused to show heart inflammation mm-hmm. in some right in, in enough people to where they said, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to allow people thirty and under to use Moderna. Right. Uh, I, you know, so that that I don't know. I don't think that's the case in the U.S., but I do know some European countries have announced that too. So I guess you're saying the American Heart Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're doing research. Now, of course, yeah, whenever you get scientific research like this, they're not saying it is well, law, you, fact, and listen, settled, but this is what they're looking into. And, and, and just, just to clarify, Steve, you said that the American Heart Association is saying that the risk is jumping from 11% to 25%. Between an 11 and 25% increase in risk. Now, that's, that's, a pr- that's a pretty big jump. It I does, would say. but but keep in mind, if, for, when you do numbers, it's always kind of hard or easy sure. to, to fake it. You know, so a, a ten percent or eleven percent jump in risk might be from like two Listen, in ten thousand to understood. three in ten thousand. But, so, but 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 given the given today's climate, right. it has to be pretty significant that the American Heart Association thought enough even to make that a public statement well they've been probably watching coverage of like european soccer uh tournaments where uh, healthy athletes have been falling over and needing uh uh, like to be revived in the middle of a match because they're getting heart problems these are the healthiest athletes in the world right so well let me just say this uh as uh, somebody who's not a doctor nor a scientist but I did have a C plus in chemistry in college, so, I, so whatever authority that gives me, I'll just say this. Well, it's not a C. I, let me let me let me just put the let me be uh, put uh, the best face, uh, and I don't mean to be phony on this whole vaccine situation because when you create uh, our uh, uh, these pharmaceutical companies. Uh, here and abroad, but in, in, here in the United States, we were we we had a pandemic arise basically uh, within a matter of weeks or months. Right? We all remember this. Mm-hmm. Remember hearing what was going on. Well, listen, they were charged. President Trump and his administration and the, everybody was working hard to create a vaccine which would stop the virus because Correct. it was killing people. Nursing yeah. homes, 
Yes, it was killing the most vulnerable yes. um, uh, oftentimes because the COVID-19 was so devastating to the lungs. Right. Okay. Uh, that it was, it was different than the flu. Yes, the flu kills people too, but I'm talking about COVID-19 in its original form was deadly for a lot of people who had diabetes or had underlying health conditions or had, um, as I said, uh, obesity played a big factor. Uh, but the, the way that it, the virus attacked the lungs. So I'm just saying that, so everybody in the world was trying to create a vaccine to stop this from spreading or stop the damage or stop people from dying. There was nothing sinister about the, in my opinion, I know some people have a more conspiratorial view toward this whole thing, but that's, that's how I think it all played out. And but what's happened now is because you create something at, quote, warp speed, there's a reason why the pharmaceutical companies struck a deal with the federal government to, uh, excuse the word, immun, 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 what am immunize I that. C-minus <laughs> uh, C, C, C in chemistry, yet I can't say that word. Immunize uh, themselves from lawsuits. Right. Because when you create something so fast, you don't know what the negative reactions are going to be until you know what the negative reactions are, right? Correct. That's why it was called experimental. So but the, the, so the testing process bypassed a lot of normal protocols. What would normally take five years to get out took a year or under a year to get out to the general public. But the testing that they did do, you know, showed it to be safe, safe and effective. But you but you don't know. Here, here's where here's where I have a problem with the people who keep pushing the vaccine shots is when they try to tell people who don't want to get it that they look at you and they say, what's your problem, right? What is your problem? You, you, you don't want to be a team player here. You don't want to help get rid of the virus. So you don't want to get the vaccine because you're an anti-vaxxer, you know, or something like that. So uh, uh, that is, that, remember what Biden said a few months ago? Listen, our patients are wearing out with you people. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said to the American public who don't want to get the experimental shots, and that's what they are. I'm not putting it down. They are experimental shots, and you don't know what the negative consequences are going to be three years, five years from now. I had a family member of mine get the COVID shot a few months ago. I don't care. Get the COVID shot. That's fine with me. If you feel like that's the best for your health, but I said to him, I'm going to wait to see if your ears fall off. <laughs> And, and I'm going to wait a couple, a year or so and see if your ears fall off. And <laughs> I was teasing obviously about it, but what I was saying was, uh, and by the way, I have natural immunity like you do, Fred, mm-hmm. but so I don't fault people for getting the shots or the vaccines. I would, I would get it too. If I had uh, severe diabetes or I was very overweight or I was a high risk factor, I would get it. I really would because the risk reward to me would be, mm-hmm. uh, but, but because I have natural immunity, I don't feel it necessary. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, I have better than Pfizer in my body already. Okay, mm-hmm. so, but but I'm just saying that uh, uh, when, when when we talk about all this, 
we have to understand to we don't need to be making fun of or making light of people who say we don't know what the long-term consequences of all these shots are going to be. Uh, they were saying it was okay for pregnant women to get the COVID shot before uh, nine months had even passed since they created it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, right. You, you know what I'm saying? So let's just give each other a little breathing space here to say, you know what? They seem to be safe and effective right. for the vast majority of people. However, there are folks who have uh, problems with it, heart inflammation being one of them. And, and we don't know five years from now, do we? That we're not going to see television advertisements at night when we're watching our favorite show saying if you were if you got the COVID shot between the years of so and so so right. and so contact the law firm of so and so so and so and we're gonna we're gonna get a class action suit to help you get the money you deserve because this caused your ears to fall off. Uh, okay, so I'm just saying we don't know what we don't know yet. So it's not fair or right to me to be like Biden and Dr. Fauci and these others, Ray. <laughs> trying to make people who don't want to get this feel somehow isn't, guilty. Isn't that really where the controversy is at this point? Yes. That yes. it's the mandate. Yes. It's, it's the overbearing pressure from, from yes. governors. And Lose from your old, job. Lose your job. Biden, right. it, Biden is wanting millions of Americans to be not able to, 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 to provide income from their family because they won't get uh, the COVID shot yeah. that he's demanding that they get. <clears throat> Which, by the way, now I know I'm on point three of my of a sermon here. <laughs> I understand that. You're getting but, an offering but, but, why, but why, <laughs> he's saying that. But now we know that the COVID shots uh, are no longer effective after six months or so mm-hmm. in stopping people from getting the virus right. or spreading the virus. So why are we why are we making quote the unvaccinated, the unwashed feel like they're the problem when I could say, listen. Uh, if you're wanting to stop the spread of COVID, then we're going to have to test people who are vaccinated too. That's because right. That, sure. Because they are spreading it and getting it too. Steve? I got an idea. If you want to, in this day of mandates, if you want the government to back off, mandate that they call it the Trump vaccine. <laughs> you just have President Biden having to say, yes, we need you to take the Trump vaccine. Well, they would, uh, that would be that's, another, that's another point. Remember uh, Harris and Biden saying right. uh, basically uh, as long as President Trump was in, they wouldn't right. trust the vaccine? They wouldn't trust it. As, right. if, right. as if President Trump was in the basement of the White House with, with, with the, the white chemistry coat. set, right? <laughs> with, a, with the chemistry set, bought it. He, tried he a got a B in it, Toys R Us. That's right. Putting together a vaccine. He yeah. got a B in chemistry. You got well, to see. He beat he me. The I was just glad chemistry was over and the professor used a curve. That's right. Uh, that was the last I saw of that. Uh, no kidding. Then I decided to study journalism. At least I didn't have to have <laughs> all that chart on the wall, huh? which That's made right. my eyes dizzy. Thank God people excel at that because they're the people who operate on us, right? That's, That's right. right. Our doctors and nurses and things of that nature. Somebody's got to be good at science. All right. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Ray. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you being in the studio. Fred, appreciate it. You bet. Our thanks to Brent Creeley. For running the controls for us today, Brent uh, and then Sandy Rios for being on with us earlier. With her taxi story. Chris Woodward, yeah. <laughs> Sandy's just wanted a taxi ride. That's right. End up in a shouting match about a vaccine. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Keep listening to AFR. <laughs>